Hello and welcome to Baylor Connections, a conversation series with the people shaping our future. Each week we go in-depth with Baylor leaders, professors, and more discussing important topics in higher education, research, and student life. I'm Derek Smith, and today we are talking with Alan Wong. Dr. Wong serves as the inaugural holder of the Mearse Chair in Biological and Biomedical Engineering in Baylor School of Engineering and Computer Science. Dr. Wong, who came to Baylor from Oregon State University at the beginning of this school year, brings a prolific record as a researcher and inventor to the role. His expertise in photonic materials and devices research features applications for healthcare, communication, environmental protection, food safety, and more. And he invented a device described by Science Daily as the world's smallest electro-optic modulator. And he's with us today on the program. Dr. Wong, thanks so much for joining us. It's great to have you on Baylor Connections today. Thank you, Derek. Thank you for having me here. Well, let me ask you this. So you came to uh, Baylor from Oregon State University from the West Coast here to to, to Central Texas. Uh, How how have the first few weeks here at Baylor treated you and your family? Uh, Excellent. Actually, I'm not a stranger to Texas because I um, lived in Texas for 80 years. I graduated from UT Austin and then I worked from uh, a company in Austin for another four years. So it's kind of coming back to home. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed, you know, the lovely environment of Baylor and the colleagues and the staff here are really friendly and helpful. So we really enjoy being at Baylor as a family. What uh, have you uh, enjoyed most about being back here in, in Texas? Were, are there any specific Texan things that you're able to reconnect with? Oh, yeah. There's a lot of things I enjoy in Texas, like the barbecue food and the church life here. So which really uh, I really enjoyed the time so far. Yeah, That's great. And, and you've got uh, your family. How is the move? How old are your kids and how how has that been for them? Oh, uh, it's 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 a good move, and uh, we actually ended up li- living in Edgefield, which is only a few minutes of walk from here. So yeah. all the neighbors are Baylor faculties, and we really in- enjoy living in the community. And my kids, so uh, he he goes to Live Oak uh, Classical School, and he really loved the school and the teacher the teacher there, and also enjoy you know the the time with his classmates. That's great. So everyone's getting getting settled in good. That's a, a big move. Hopefully all the move the move went well too. Yeah, it's busy, but it's good. It's a good move. Visiting with Dr. Alan Wong and uh, Dr. Wong. So you, you came to Baylor from Oregon State. Uh, in fact, you were the first of the endowed chairs that we announced through the Baylor Academic Challenge, now the Foster Academic Challenge. Let me ask you, just start right in. Was it a hard decision? Was it an easy decision? A little bit of both? What, how, what was the decision like to leave Oregon State and come here? It, uh, it, it's definitely a hard decision because, you know, I uh, worked and lived in Oregon State University for um, 11 years. Uh, I have a lot of, you know, good friends and, and colleagues there, and I developed the collaboration of research in the past uh, 11 years, and which means moving to uh, Texas. Uh, it, it, so I have to leave those things behind, or at least you know the collaboration become more difficult with the uh, colleagues at, at Oregon State University. But I do also you know very looking forward to the uh, to the career at Baylor. You know Baylor is a, a very unique uh, Christian university. Probably it's the only R1 Christian university. So it's a unique thing that you can combine uh, your research. Uh, with your Christian face, which is, you know, very attractive to me, and I'm really looking forward to that. Was that the biggest factor for you? Yeah, that's one of the biggest factors, yeah. yeah. Visiting with Dr. Alan Wong, and Dr. Wong, you uh, you received one of the endowed chair positions, the, as we mentioned, the Mears Chair in Biological and Biomedical Engineering. 
So let me ask you first, uh, talking about endowed chairs in general, not this specific one, but in general, for people outside of higher ed, how can, how can people understand why a position like that is, is so attractive? Yes, I think the endowed uh, chair position represents the uh, focus of the uh, research of the university. Uh, so basically, the university have a vision to develop, a, you know, the research direction in a certain field, and uh, uh, they hire the endowed chair position in this field. So for the people outside of higher education, so it means that um, if you have your children, you know, uh, attending Baylor, so your children will have the opportunity to take the class in those folks' areas. And also, uh, if, your if your children are interested in research, he will have the opportunity to work with a professor, especially the endowed chair professors, to start their research career. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really, really important uh, for the university, for the parents of the uh, students to, you know, uh, for to, to define their future research uh, paths. And, and with that endowed chair position, lead, leadership-wise, you know, we talk about, uh, we talk about biological, biomedical uh, engineering. Mm -hmm. You know, I know that's an area that, that, that we're growing. How does that provide opportunities for you to shape and partner and, uh, and, and grow things? Uh, yes. So, you know, um, my research is uh, focused on photonic material and the devices, but also with a lot of application in biomedical engineering, biological engineering. So uh, this creates, you know, the uh, uh, research of uh, interdisciplinary collaboration with uh, faculty currently at Baylor. Uh, so I see a lot of, you know, collaboration with the faculty in a school of uh, uh, engineering and computer science as well as the faculty from the College of Science, science in, in Physics or in the Chemistry Department. Uh, so I think this is a really, really uh, important opportunity for me as well, you know, to uh, f further develop my research through the collaboration with, uh, with, the, uh, with the faculty at the Baylor. Visiting with Dr. Alan Wong, and I'm, the answer may well be the same, but I'll ask specifically the, this uh, the, this chair position. As you learned about it, what stood out? And then, I mean, did you have to investigate Baylor a little bit? What, what did that What did that look like for you as you learned about it? And we're trying to figure out the factors, you know, beyond the fact that Baylor is an R1 Christian Research University. Mm -hmm. What factors did you have to investigate to make sure it was all the position in Baylor were right for you? Yeah, I think this is a. Um, uh, this this is a way I, I feel it's a, the uh, it's it, it's a uh, large leap for me to uh, lead for me to take this position because I was not aware of this position when it was published. It's actually I was actually approached by uh, my previous uh, uh, PhD advisor as well as my previous colleague uh, who 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 is now at the Baylor faculty. So they encouraged me to apply for this position and. Uh, you know, after very careful consideration, I, I think I, uh, and also praying with uh, with my family, I, I feel that this is the opportunity that the Lord may give me to, you know, to, uh, uh, to uh, for the future career of me, to which I can combine my Christian faith with my future career. So this is something I feel that's uh, that's the Lord's lead. Uh, lead. But of course, it, it, it involved a lot of uh, praying and also, you know, it's, it's a hard decision because sure. if you're considering... I have established myself at uh, uh, OSU, and now I need to move to uh, to, to to Baylor. That's a that's a hard decision. Uh, this move, I feel that's uh, personally, uh, I I feel that you know the church life in Texas is generally more active, comparing you know with uh, with those at Oregon, and also I have family have family members at uh, uh, at uh, Houston. So it, it 
So you know, it's very clear that uh, this is a hard move, but it it is the way I should I should should move. That's great. You know, it's a hard decision. Not the least of which is you had to, you're not just moving your family. You moved your your lab here. How yes. arduous of a challenge is it to move your your lab from Oregon to to Texas? Yeah, it takes a lot of work and a lot of uh, preparation and the coordination. You know, working with both both Oregon State University and the Baylor University. And I feel I was. Uh, Blessed during this pro- process because Oregon State University is very generous to allow me to move most of my equipment and most of my grant. And also uh, Baylor is very generous to cover all the expense and provide all the help to, to move the equipment from, uh, from OSU to, uh, to, to Baylor. So I feel it's, it is a busy process, but it's also a very uh, blessed process. And I really, I'm really grateful that the Lord you know, take care of the, all, the, all this process. Mm-hmm. This is Baylor Connections. We are visiting with Dr. Alan Wong, inaugural holder of the Mears Chair in Biological and Biomedical Engineering in Baylor's School of Engineering and Computer Science. So let's uh, let, let's talk about your your research here a little bit. We mentioned up at the top of the program uh, photonics and used a word like electro-optic modulator, which for those of us not in science or engineering, those definitions can that you know can uh, escape our bounds uh, <laughs> ra- rather quickly. So so let's let's talk about that. But as we do, I want to ask you this: you know, your approach in in photonics, as uh, you know, in looking at um, you know your, some of your um, inventions, as we talked about, healthcare, communications, environmental protections, food safety, those are things that are a little more accessible mm-hmm. that we can see its its impact. You know, it seems to me we talk about illuminate some of the pillars that we have, certainly are in material science, but it seems like it touches health, human flourishing, and, and more. How do you see the different pillars, some of these things Baylor's focusing on, converging in your work? Mm-hmm. Yes. So I've, I feel that these five pillars, although they are in five different areas, but five different areas, but they are coherent. So they are supporting one common goal is to improve our human life. So um, as you see, so uh, for uh, for my research, and particularly for myself, I'm trained in uh, photonic material and devices. I have been working in this field since I uh, was a graduate student. For uh, From then to now, it's, almost, it's more than 20 years. I've always been working in photonic material and devices. So uh, because I'm trained as an engineer, so my uh, the, the philosophy of my research is we want to use this photonic material and devices to solve the practical engineering challenges which which can improve our human life, especially to uh, improve the uh, common fare like uh, the health, energy, and uh, uh, the way how we can be connected with each other. Uh, So as you can see for the early days, photonics technology is primarily developed to solve the challenges of optical communication, fiber optical network, because that's the... um, backbone of the internet because it it's just like it's the freeway of the of the uh, of the transportation system so that's the mean that's the way you can provide high bandwidth for long distance communication and that we need every day for our communication but photonics can do more than that besides the communication it can be used as uh, optical sensors for healthcare. It can be used as a, a method for diagnosis for many disease. So I, I feel that's a very interesting expansion of what I was doing uh, in my PhD, which is primarily focused on optical communication. And since I became a faculty, you know, I explored you know, the uh, application of photonic technology in more broad area, in healthcare, in energy, and uh, 
in uh, environmental protection. So I found this technology is very unique, and uh, uh, we are grateful that you know this is the uh, you know for photonics or in the other word, it's light. So mm -hmm. that's another simple meaning of the word light because that's the first thing God created. So in Genesis one third, God said that, that let there be light, and there was light. Photonics is light. So we can use the light to do many things. And so it's a blessing. It's a gift from God. Visiting with Dr. Alan Wong. And are there any, I don't know if they're household items, but any common items that most of us might see, whether at a doctor's appointment or in a store or wherever, that we can envision to kind of picture what it is that you're talking about? You mentioned the Internet, too. That's yes. probably a, yes. a ubiquitous one. Yes. Yes. So basically, you know, you, well, although we don't see those devices in our daily life, but they are working very hard behind the scene. For example, in data centers, in uh, uh, high performance computers, people using optics, using photonics to, trans, uh, to transmit information, which has a much higher bandwidth than the, uh, copper, than the copper wire of the electrical signal. But in addition to that, uh, if we go to the hospital, we are seeing more and more instrument or equipment based on optics. One example is the oxygen meter. So that's an equipment that you can that can detect the oxygen level in the blood in a non-invasive way. So it's a clip that cl clip to the finger, and it measure it, there is an LED to shine the light through your skin and measure the color of your of your of your blood, and that corresponding to the uh, to the oxygen level in your blood. So by this way, you can have a non-invasive real-time monitoring of the oxygen level, uh, which cannot be done by other methods. So that's right. just a one example. But of course, if we're considering there are many uh, more advanced uh, photonic imaging technology, like uh, the uh, coherent tomography, which can uh, give you a high uh, resolution imaging of the of the organs. So that really, you know, uh, develop a many powerful methods for cancer detection, for uh, for uh, for for stom stomach disease detection. So that's basically, you know, the way how the photonic technology, especially the photonic instrument, can change the way of healthcare. Yeah, I think you've answered this, but I want to ask you kind of specifically, you know, photonics as opposed to other forms of measurement mm -hmm. or transmission. What what are the benefits of of, of optics and that, that seem to continually be growing? Yes, yes. You know, if we're comparing photonics with the traditional information technology, electronics, the difference is photonics can provide you enormous amount of bandwidth because photonics almost have no optical loss when it's coupled into optical fiber. Uh, but electronics, you always have the ohmic loss, which means you, you turn the energy of electron into into heat, and then the energy is dissipated. You cannot send a high bandwidth information over a long distance with electronics because that's just the intrinsic bottleneck of this type of uh, um, uh, of particles. But photonics is immune to that. You can have high bandwidth, high uh, long distance transmission with almost no loss of the optical signal. So that's the advantage. But of course, if you're comparing uh, photonic with other uh, in sensors, especially with chemical sensors, photonics can provide a very um, unique interaction between the light and uh, the material, especially at the molecule scale. So photonics can give you uh, ultra-high sensitivity at a very high resolution, which traditional uh, chemistry analytical method cannot do. So that's the exclusive advantage of a photonics technology comparing with uh, chem chemistry analysis technology. 
you know, your work covers such a breadth of areas. I'm curious, what are some of the foundational questions that you particularly like to answer or problems that you like to solve interdisciplinary in the sense that they uh, interdi- they're interdisciplinary in the sense that uh, they cover all these different areas that we're discussing? For, for research, you, uh, we have to focus on a certain area because our bandwidth, our energy is limited. We have to focus on the core area. So it is always the photonic materials and the devices that I focus on. So, but the application can be many, can be at a different area. So uh, how you can you know, apply this core area, photonic material and the devices to solve the practical engineering challenges. So that's the way how I you know, focus on my research and develop the collaboration. But of course, when we're considering you know, solving the different uh, ch- engineering challenges or ap- uh, apply the photonic material for practical applications, you, then many times I need more collaborators because my expertise is just, it's just not enough to cover all the umbrella. So I always reach out to my colleague to, uh, um, and I'm blessed that many of my collaborators in the past, they are also, also Christians. So we work together, you know, combine the, uh, uh, the expertise and we can do, you know, solve many uh, practical challenges and do outstanding research. Visiting with Dr. Alan Wong and, and Dr. Wong, uh, you know, one of the uh, the fruits of those types of efforts. Uh, mentioned at the top of the show that uh, you have numerous inventions, uh, one of which uh, Science Daily called the world's smallest electro-optic modulator. So if we were a uh, if, we, if we were one of your freshman students, uh, <laughs> how, how would you tell us what that is and uh, why it's unique? Yes. So first, we need, I need to explain what is electro-optical modulator. Mm-hmm. So as I mentioned, the photonics technology is widely used in uh, high bandwidth communication. Um, so, uh, but if you're considering our current uh, IT system, uh, the computation is mostly done in electronics, and the communication is preferred in optics. So it requires a conversion of the electronic signal into photonic signal. An electro-optical modulator is a device that converts the electronic signal into optical signal. So this is a very key device played in uh, our current data centers, in high-performance computers, and in internet. Uh, but how can you make this device work more efficient, especially how you can reduce the energy consumption of these devices? So that's the research goal of the world's smallest electro-optical modulator. So uh, if we consider, you know, the uh, IT industry, it has been governed by Moore's law for several decades. So Moore's law said that for every 18 months, the size of the transistor will shrink by a factor of two and the density will increase by a factor of two. And that's actually, you know, changed, completely changed the, the landscape of the electronic industry because that's the way how you can make the CPU faster, make the computer more powerful. But in photonics, uh, we don't have Moore's law because the di- the dimension of the photonic component comparing with the transistor, it's the the evolution is quite slow because it's limited by the diffraction of the light. Uh, so, but the the fundamental law is the same. If you want to make the transistor more energy efficient, you make it smaller. So the same law applied here. If you want to make the electro optical modulator, you make it smaller. So the smaller you can make it, the more energy efficient it will be. So that's a very simple uh, design philosophy. So that's why we engaged in this research, tried our you know, um, 
all our knowledge to make the device smaller and smaller, and then we can improve the energy efficiency. That's great. That's great. And that's, uh, I know, one of many, uh, many inventions uh, for you. That's correct. That's right. Yeah. So there's one famous word. So there is enough room at the bottom, which means you make it smaller and smaller, you will have, you know, more and more advantages. There's more and more work to do. Visiting with uh, Dr. Alan Wong and uh, Dr. Wong, as, as we head into the final a couple of minutes on the, uh, the, the program here, I want to go back to this, uh, the idea of your uh, endowed chair position. You're one of a number of faculty members who have come to Baylor in the last year from you know, Oregon State and Alabama and uh, Fordham and other universities, mm-hmm. Pacific Northwest National Labs. From your, your, your standpoint, as you look at Baylor right now and what it can grow into as we uh, do even more of these uh, endowed chair positions, uh, h- how do you see these joining together with current faculty just to elevate the university further? Yes. Uh, first, uh, I'm, I'm grateful that I'm, I'm able to take this position. Um, so, but, so this endowed chair position opened uh, a few very important areas that the Baylor can grow in the future. But if you consider Baylor become... Uh, uh, R1 University uh, this year. It is the primarily the current faculty's contribution who are doing outstanding research that make this happen. So which means that the current faculties at Baylor, they are doing outstanding work and also this, you know, uh, created the opportunity for this new incoming endowed chairs to collaborate with uh, existing faculties at Baylor. I see a lot of opportunity here. Uh, I talk to many of my colleagues at a different department and different schools and different college, and I see enormous amount of opportunity for the future collaborations, especially you know, with uh, faculties in physics, we can collaborate in materials, and with the faculties in chemistry, we we can collaborate in biosensors for healthcare, and even you know comparing uh, collaboration with uh, faculties um, in the uh, public health area. So how we can apply this biosensing technology for public health? So I see enormous amount of opportunity here, and I'm glad that you know um, the uh, the Baylor is now recognized as R1. So we will be able to work together and attract more external funding and do outstanding research. I'm really looking forward to that. Well, we're looking forward to seeing that as well and appreciate you having the chance to visit with you. Glad you're here at Baylor and others in these chair positions like you and excited to see what you and our faculty do in the, uh, in the years ahead. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. Dr. Alan Wong, Mears Chair in Biological and Biomedical Engineering, our guest today on Baylor Connections. I'm Derek Smith. A reminder, you can hear this and other programs online at baylor.edu slash connections, and you can subscribe to the program on iTunes. Thanks for joining us here on Baylor Connections.